Welcome back to Genuine Love Podcast. I'm Virginia. And I'm Jensen. And we're here. All right. Intros just never Why get are we better. so bad at intros? It's honestly I feel just like funny at this point. They've come to expect this from us. If they don't, then they don't. They're either they, new or they just are fools. Foolish. All right. Well, so today we're doing Women of the Word Part 2. Mm-hmm. We hope that you've gotten your book and have started reading it. It's so good. It we really recommend good. it. I mean, yeah. I feel like I've been recommending it to everybody. I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, me mom, too. have you ever heard of this? Amazing. Well, because it's such an easy read. It's yeah. not long. Like, I read it in a day. So I think it's like 140 pages or something. Yeah, it's really easy. Yeah, it's not very much. So, and it's, it really is chock full of truth and knowledge and it's really good really good stuff but yeah first so. we're gonna do our what we love wednesday what we love wednesday all right jensen do you want to go first i will go first okay mine is a beauty product oh because i did that very one fancy. Fancy. oh yeah you did the lip that's good stuff. yeah I like it. okay so it's not a very exciting one okay here's the situation i hate i hate taking my makeup off oh i do too it's the worst it's honestly the worst i hate right? putting it on too I, well i, I hate like all putting it. it on i oh, just don't like gosh, taking I it off that. it's like ugh, it's so frustrating and i used to use makeup remover wipes right because i thought that's what you did when you wore makeup you use the wipes to take it off okay turns out those are really bad for your skin mm-hmm. they like strip your skin of oils and like good things that your skin is supposed to have mm-hmm. so i started using this stuff by pharmacy skincare and that's pharmacy with an f and it's called green clean makeup melt away cleansing wait is this for like all makeup or just eye makeup all of it okay and it's like this is like your face wash yeah it's like it's a cleansing balm but i follow it up with like a another like oh, okay, regular okay. cleanser gotcha. so it's like kind of the consistency uh like you take it out of the tube kind of like a lip balm mm-hmm. thing so you like pull it out put it on your face and just like rub it into your skin with water it gets my mascara completely off Whoa. like it is the best and thing ever stain your it, face no nothing oh. and it's super gentle and like wipes right off it's the best thing the best thing i've ever bought i'm pretty cheap when it comes to face stuff and Mm -hmm. like makeup so i think it's kind of sort of on the expensive side but most people would be like oh 25 dollars is not that expensive but it it lasts a really long time Hmm. what's it called again it's by pharmacy beauty (laughs) okay and it's called green clean makeup melt away cleansing balm cool can you get that on amazon yeah that's where i get mine and so i use that and then i follow it up with a regular cleanser because it's not like a deep cleanser for your face you know yeah it's just supposed to get your makeup off seriously the best stuff love that so a plus plus all right well my thing that i love this wednesday Mm -hmm. is glorify apparel oh y'all they have the best sweatshirts i have two of them jensen Mm -hmm. has one Mm -hmm. i want to get more but so comfortable my sister's really good friend sarah owns it and you can find the stuff at glorifyapparel.org they've got the best stuff the best like sweatshirts t-shirts crop tops if you're into that kind of mm-hmm. thing i'm not i'm but not keep going. i've had babies i don't yeah. do the and crop tops <laughs> sweatpants i mean it's so and it so like those sweatshirts i have one says you are loved and one says love well mm-hmm. but they also have like 
sweatshirt. I mean, they're biblical, basically. They're biblical. But I love that about them because they're comfy and they're really cute and... And really good quality. Really good quality. Because I've gotten mine, like, in the washer, in the dryer, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, me too. Hasn't shrunk, hasn't, like, it's really, really good. Yeah. And they could also be really good conversation starters for somebody who's like, hey, what's your sweatshirt all about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's what I love. They also have Instagram, obviously, because we all have an Instagram. Obvi. Avi, we know this because we're cool and hip, but it's <laughs> their handle is Glorify Apparel. So check Not them sponsored. out. Not sponsored. Are we supposed to say that now? All right. So we're going to get started in Women of the Word, and yep. we are on Chapter 6, yep. Study with Process. Three things that she says, or three stages for studying with process is number one, comprehension, which asks, what does it say? Number two, interpretation, which asks, what does it mean? And then application, how should it change me? Mm, And I'm kind of doing something similar in this Bible reading plan that I'm going through. It's called the HEAR method. And Mm -hmm. so that one's highlight, explain, apply, respond. So something, it doesn't have to be this exact thing, but kind of kind of getting you to think through it and not just read and move on. Yeah. One thing that she gives kind of a, I guess it's like a tip, is to, when you're going through scripture, when you're studying the word, to print out on computer paper, double-spaced, 12-point font, what you're going to be reading. So like, what kind of font? not comic sans or just obviously stick with the times new roman man i think that this is a great idea so say like i'm i'm studying romans one so i will go and print off romans one on computer paper with margins double spaced three hole punch it put it in a binder and then get highlighters pens whatever and that's how i mark up the word that's where i take notes all that because she makes a good point saying a lot of times we don't take notes and do the things that we need to do because our bible doesn't have the margins for it and i have a journaling bible so it has like the space on the side with the lines so that you can journal and even then it is like if if i study romans one one time I can't, I can't write any more notes after that. Like I can't go back to it and write more. And that's kind of what I'm struggling with, with that Bible right now is because, you know, our pastor just went through this really great. I saw your Bible the other day. Oh my goodness. I know. You looked very holy. I really did. There was (laughs) literally no one more Christian than me there on Sunday, but our pastor did a great uh, series on first Peter and Virginia was sitting next to me. Which we've been going through since August. Yeah. It's now but February. But I've also been through <laughs> <laughs> Like, I have absolutely loved it. Yes, it really is. But I have studied First Peter in the past. And so all my notes are in my Bible. I opened my Bible next to Virginia and I was like, look at this. I have no space. Literally everything is highlighted. Everything's underlined. Notes are all in all sides of the margins. Like, it was absolutely insane. I'm like, this is not going to work and so guess what i didn't take notes (laughs) i didn't take notes because i couldn't i didn't have any room like what am i supposed to do so i love this idea that she has that you put it in a binder Mm -hmm. mark it up because then i love the idea that when you come back to it you're you're gonna have that binder full of reading like full of notes and all that kind of stuff and you can see where you were like your thoughts when you were reading through it the first time but what if you don't have a printer well then i don't have a printer you don't have a printer or doesn't have ink in it i don't have a printer do you you have a printer you you never have to print things out no what what would i have to print everything's online well yeah but 
You, what do you print off? Things. The Bible. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but this does remind. Did you ever do anything with K. Arthur? Like K. Arthur studies? No. She does precepts, which is very similar to this, and she usually has it. I mean, it's not, she's not recommending the binder, but she'll have it in her like Bible study and it's just scripture that you mark up and she shows you how to do it and stuff like that. But it's just really funny because she's, I loved Kay Arthur, but she's so old school and she's always yeah. like, beloved. She calls oh, you beloved. Lord. I didn't like it that much. No, I don't like being, it's like whenever, it's, a little too it's like whenever your waitress is like, hey baby, what you want? Mm-mm. I'm like, I don't like you to call me baby. I want you to. You're younger than me. I want me. you to get a tip. So I need you to I get need, away from especially me. Especially when a waitress is younger than I am and they yeah. call me baby or honey. I can't. I cannot yeah, do that. Exactly. I don't like it anyway. But Kay Arthur is a lot older than me, so it was okay. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, that reminds me of Kay Arthur. Wow, that's <laughs> fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there who know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. So she talks about making notes, you know, on the things that you're going to read that are in that binder. So noting like is a particular attribute of God illustrated or celebrated? Does the text make several points in a row? Are there words that you don't understand? Are there key transition words such as if then, therefore, likewise, but, because, or in the same way? And she's just saying, you know, circle things, draw an arrow to things. I mean, mark this thing up so that you can grow to really understand it. And then another good point that she had, which I think is kind of obvious, but I was like, oh, that's actually a good idea, is to have a dictionary um, and to, like, look up what words mean. Or Google. Or or Google it. <laughs> to be a normal human and Google it. But I'm like... That's a really good idea. Yeah. Why? I, I don't know. And uh, having other translations like of the Bible. Yeah. Is that was, yeah. It's and having other translations of the Bible. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that that's a great idea because things completely change, you know, Yeah. when it's different versions. And I think that we can just glean so much more from scripture if we see it in every version. So, yeah, especially like she mentions the message like that is a great Bible for trying to take the original language and asking what does it mean Mm -hmm. but you don't need to rely on the message for everything like you need to go back and read like niv or something like that Mm -hmm. because the message is great for helping people understand Mm -hmm. some things like i've read passages from the message i'm like that's a really cool way to put that Mm -hmm. but you got to make sure that it's the way to put it (laughs) right when i i had a bible i think it was the bible i had before the one i have now i can't remember but it was a side by side have you ever seen those where no. it's so side on, by side translations on, yeah so on this side it would be niv and then there was a line and then it was the message oh, cool. next to it i loved it it that was so cool. yeah it was really really neat i think when i need a new bible i'm gonna get that one again not like i couldn't get it right now because you can never have too many bibles but i have two and i'm like i i don't know like i have the life application bible and the charles stanley study bible mm-hmm so good i absolutely love it but when i use it sometimes i feel like i'm hurting my other bible's feelings sometimes i feel like oh you know me and og the journaling bible have been together since like 2017 i'm sure you are hurting its feelings i'm like what it's just sitting over there feel ashamed of yourself i know that's what i'm saying and you know the journaling bible is like a leather one so it just falls open it stays open it's Mm -hmm. so great the charles stanley one doesn't it's Mm -hmm. a hard cover it's like it's real like, old school. But it has nice big print. Mm. But your the pages eyes, are thin. Are your eyes going bad? No, I just like 
<laughs> just like big print. That's not coming that's up not, on 30. I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not that far away from reading glasses, honestly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm pretty much blind anyway without contacts. contacts. Well, yeah, so do I. But I'm yeah. saying without them, like my glasses are the clear frames, mm-hmm. you know. When I swear, you can ask my husband, when I take my contacts out at the end of the night, I am always like, can you please help me find my glasses? Because I can't <laughs> see them because the, the frames are clear and I can't, they blend in with everything. Oh, and so I'm like, can you please help me find these? I can't, I cannot see a thing. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> All right. So then she goes on to talk about interpretation and figuring out what something means. One thing that I love that she actually quoted was let scripture interpret scripture and this Mm. is in relation to cross-referencing right and so we figure out what some parts of scripture means by looking back at other scripture it's genius yeah scripture is never going to contradict itself ever and if it does there's there's an explanation if it seems to contradict itself there's always an explanation sometimes the explanation is old testament versus new testament sometimes there are other explanations but it's always so important to use scripture to interpret scripture. Yeah. And I love that she talks about, you know, if you start asking, you know, what does this passage mean? When you encounter a passage that's hard to understand, look up the cross references first, before you go to a commentary, before you go to Google, before you go to anything else, look at the cross references in your Bible to see what they can add to your understanding. Right. I think that that's so smart. I think that that's such an overlooked thing that we have you know that we have access to so absolutely and then application three things that she says you you should ask in asking how should this change me is what does this passage teach me about god and that's going back to what does this say about god not what does this say about me right how does this aspect of god's character change my view of self and what should i do in response Mm-hmm. And so kind of like our application steps that we like to do at the end of our episodes, like, what do we do? Like, we don't want to just read this unchanged. What do we do? Yeah, she says, a person who comprehends the account of the six days of creation in Genesis in Genesis 1 can tell you specifically what happened on each day. A person who interprets the creation story can tell you why God created in a particular order or way. And a person who applies the creation story can tell you that because God creates in an orderly fashion, we too should live well-ordered lives. Mm. I think that's a great example. And it goes back to what I said in the last episode about how, you know, we don't just need to, to see or comprehend the things that God does, but we need to apply them. Yeah. We need to apply who he is to our lives and how can it change me? How can I know him better and follow him closer and pursue the likeness of Jesus better because of what this passage said? All right. Chapter seven, study with prayer. Yeah. Which also seems obvious. Right. Definitely. But I, that's what I thought I when I started reading this chapter Mm -hmm. it's like oh i'm just gonna skip this one because i know what that means but it's still i mean it's a great reminder and it's the most important one out of all of them out of all the p's so she talks about uh an acronym as like uh, the acronym part as a memory prompt for the key elements of prayer so she says the P is for praise, glorify God for who he is and what he's done. A, admit, confess to God where you have fallen short. 
R, request, ask God to forgive your sin and to meet your needs. And T is thank, give thanks to God for who he is and what he's done. You know, we don't have to stick to that acronym. You don't have to do that when you pray. But I think that it is a good reminder to not just use prayer as something that you are just, again, a me-centered thing mm-hmm. where you're just asking God for something, but that you are glorifying him, you're giving thanks, you're you're showing him you know, you're recognizing where you fell short, where you Mm -hmm. were wrong, and that you are turning from that and repenting from that. Yeah. And I do think praising him first is very important. Mm -hmm. Even like he teaches in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Yeah. Praising him first because he is so worthy of that instead of coming just being so needy, which thankfully he's, he lets us do that, but, but recognizing who we are and who he is first. Mm -hmm. So, and she says, you know, you need to pray before your study, pray during your study, pray after your study. And because there is no such thing as too much prayer. So she says, learning the Bible does not happen as a result of human effort alone. Like all other aspects of our sanctification, it, it is the result of the Holy Spirit working in and through our effort efforts. So prayer is a huge part of that. It's a huge part of our sanctification. When we are praying to God, when we are offering things up to him in that way, we are inviting the Holy Spirit to, to I mean, he's always with us, but we're inviting right. him to truly work and to show us the places in our lives where, you know, we need him the most. And I think that that is going to allow our studying. I mean, that's going to change the game completely Mm -hmm. for the depth of our study. Definitely. All right. So pulling it all together is chapter eight. Mm -hmm. And she puts the scripture, Psalm 119, 10 through 11, in that chapter, with my whole heart, I seek you. Let me not wander from your commandments. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Mm-hmm. And I just love that. Yeah, me too. So this chapter, she pretty much just goes through what it will look like when you are doing the studying the way that she does it or the way that right. she recommends to do it. And that's one of the reasons we really recommend getting this book because yeah. it's so helpful to be able to see it. Yeah, I agree. So she just lays out, this is going to be kind of a short synopsis because That's this true. this chapter really is can't say I mean you can't that. say much about it because you have to read it but she just lays out you know how a particular book of the bible looks and you know it starts with the greetings and whatever and it goes down the whole thing and then she t- goes back talking about does the text contain repeated words phrases or ideas you go through and you annotate in that way and then you answer the questions you know what does it mean all that kind of stuff. And she goes through, she gives examples from the book of James, book of Matthew, book of First Peter. And it's really, really interesting. It's really good. And it, it, she even gives like, it looks like someone had written in the book, mm-hmm. like the, like and annotated. Yeah. yeah. And it's really cool. And it kind of just gives an example of what it would look like to study in this way. So right. that's a pretty cool chapter. I enjoyed yeah, that one. That's the one of the biggest reasons we're like, get this book for yourself. Yeah. It's so you need this. Yeah, for sure. Okay. And chapter nine, help for teachers. Yes. And some of this is talking about why we need women teachers. Yeah. And that is very, like, it's important to be 
in a group with other women. And if you don't have that, I would encourage you to seek it out. Mm -hmm. It is very beneficial. But she says, when a woman sees someone who looks like her and sounds like her teaching the Bible with passion and intelligence, she begins to recognize that she too can love God with her mind. And I think it's not as bad in this day and age, but definitely used to even like a couple of decades ago. I think the mindset was kind of like, oh, the men are the ones who go to seminary most of the time. I know that Mm -hmm. women do too, but the men are the ones who go to seminary and learn, and I need to ask my husband about this or whatever. And sure, you know, if you want to ask your husband something about the Bible, that's great. But, like, it's your responsibility to know just as much as him. It's your responsibility to know the way your pastor does. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe you don't go to seminary, but we have a lot of the same tools that they have in seminary at our disposal now. Mm -hmm. And... So it's it's so important. It just goes to say, like, it doesn't have to be just the men who are the most knowledgeable, obviously. I mean, I feel right. like that's a duh thing to say. But she does talk about that and how we do need the perspective of women teachers. Yeah. Because men don't always go through the same things we go through, right. you know. And right. it is very, very good to have that. Yeah, she says a woman teacher can also lift different truths from a text than a man might. This is not to say that she will feminize a text, but that she will emphasize those elements of the text that highlight the role of women in in redemptive history or that speak to sin issues women commonly face. Yeah. Yeah. And she does later say it's very important not to feminize the text Mm -hmm. because we're not supposed to take verses out of context and be like, this is like pertaining to women or this is Mm -hmm. what women struggle with. She says anytime we take a passage that is aimed at teaching people – all people and teach it as though it's aimed specifically at women we run the risk of feminizing a text Mm -hmm. that's not the point of it right and she says it's not the job of the female teacher to make the bible relevant or palatable to women you teach scripture Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're not supposed to worry about what what other people think about it we teach god's word and that's our job that's it She talks about preparing diligently as teachers of the word. It goes without saying that in order to teach the five P's, you must first use them yourself. Mm -hmm. Hi, hello. So important. I was reading a book recently. uh, It's called Disciple Her by Candy Gallaty. It's another book I I really highly recommend. Kind of similar to this one. It's short. It's really good. A lot of truth in there. I really enjoyed it a lot. Read it in a day. Fantastic. And she talks about how... She created a D group with this group of women. And she was like, you know, it was kind of crazy to me that I was, you know, kind of creating other D group leaders. She would have a D group with a group of women. They would complete the 12 to 18 month D Mm -hmm. group. And then those women would create their own D groups. Mm -hmm. And she was like, and I would have to tell them, hey, you need to be in the word. You Mm -hmm. need to be studying this if you're going to lead a group of women that are studying this. And I just started thinking about that. And I'm like, you know, I have led a small group of high school girls for, gosh, since 2016. It's a different group of girls now. The The first group graduated in uh, 2019. So it's a new group of girls now. But I mean, I, I've been leading high schoolers for five five years. And I'm like, have I been really consistent in reading the word of God and studying the word of God? Or am I just telling them to do it? Yeah, You know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. it was just kind of a convicting thing. And she talks about that too. You know, if you're going to teach the word of God, you have to know the word of God. Mm -hmm. If you're going to teach it, 
and and expect it to bring God glory and to further his kingdom, then it has to be from a place of humility and of submission where you're doing it too, you know? Yeah, and you're not just a know-it-all. Right, <laughs> exactly. You what you know. But yeah, along the lines of that discipleship, I love that model. And that's actually, I'm in a group like that right now. And mm-hmm. I think it's so great because that is what we're called to do. Be disciples yeah. and make disciples, disciples and disciples. disciples making disciples. Yeah. Just a great model. And it talks about, you know, being structured and coming mm-hmm. to the table organized, not being right. all over the place, not hopping around, not feminizing the text, right. not saying like some crazy things like, oh, well, maybe this meant this unless you know for sure. Because mm-hmm. you could really mislead people. And I thought this was so good, too, because she she was talking about not having an overdependence on storytelling or humor. And I, I think a lot of us know people like that, or I shouldn't say maybe like some pastors like that who will rely very heavily on like a funny story at the beginning and then tie the word of God into it. And that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. And it's important to the scripture is enough. Like it's great if you do want to tell a story and stuff like that. But not because you don't think the scripture is enough. Not because you feel like you have to entertain people. God's word is the meat. Like that is what we need. People don't need need to hear us telling all these funny stories to make it more palatable or to make it seem more entertaining or whatever. And like I said, it's fine to tell stories and stuff like that. But just make sure the motive behind it is right. Yeah, I was just about to say it has a lot to do with your heart posture and your motive. You know, did the Lord give you an idea of like, hey, here's a story from your life that you can tell that ties in with this passage of scripture. Mm -hmm. Or is it like, I really want to tell this story and let me figure out how it can tie into the scripture. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Or like, this is a boring piece of scripture. So how can I make this sound better? Exactly. (laughs) Somebody posted on Facebook not too long ago, something like, if you are wondering if you go to church for the storytelling or, you know, whatever, Mm-hmm. then ask yourself if you would enjoy sitting in a room and just listening to scripture. Yeah. Like if you if you wouldn't enjoy and, and enjoy not being like, you know, you're on your feet like super pumped about it. Yeah. But if you wouldn't have a, a heart posture of wanting to receive that, if you would just think that it would be boring or whatever, yeah. then maybe you're too reliant on this like wild extrapolation of, of scripture. Right. Yeah. So. And she talks about not pandering to emotion, not overpacking the teaching, not mm-hmm. trying to play the expert like we talked about earlier. I mean, people want leaders who are also vulnerable and relatable yeah, <laughs> and not just like, oh, I know everything, you know, I've got right. it all together, that, that type of thing. Yeah. So just some, you know, practical ways to be a good leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that she ends the book with, I mean, that's not the the very last thing we're going to go over, but I love that she ends the book with that. Like, you know, she says, here's how you study the word of God. Here's how it should look. And now I'm going to tell you how to teach other people how to do it. You know, I think yeah. that that's a really neat tool that's in the book because I don't think a lot of Christian authors do that so yeah. much. So, yeah. Uh, and then she ends with a conclusion and she puts Psalm 27, 8 that says, you have said, seek my face. My heart says to you, your face, Lord, I do seek. Seeking the face of God is what it all boils down to. Yeah. She says we become what we behold. I think that that is a really important frame of mind to have when we, I mean, really 
every day all the time (laughs) because what are we beholding? What are we putting in front of ourselves, you know, every day? And is it pleasing to the Lord? And is it furthering the kingdom? Is it bringing him glory? I've been feeling so convicted of that recently. Just are the things that that I am beholding and the things that I am, you know, allowing into my life, are they leading me more to imitate Jesus, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then she goes on to say, the one whom we most need to behold has made himself known. Yep. So there you go. He there. We've got it. We've got it right here. Yeah. And I think this all boils down to let's not be lazy and let's right. – if you are committed to being a follower of Jesus, you have a responsibility to get to know him and to get to know who God is and what his word says and what the whole story of the Bible is and not just bits and pieces that you've heard or like, yeah, I can tell you the story of Noah's Ark or yeah, I can tell you about the Good Samaritan. Know how it all fits together and why. And at the end of the book, she has some recommended resources that yeah. are great for this. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're not going to share them all here, but that's another reason we want you to get the book. Yeah, that is Women of the Word by Jen Wilkin. And highly recommend mm-hmm. that everyone buy it, study it. I'm probably going to read it again, to be honest with you, because yeah. it's so good. And I know that our church, um, the women's ministry at our church is going to be using this as a resource as well, which I think is a super great idea, because I think that there is just so much in here that's important and that's not talked about. Mm-hmm. very much you know yeah and i, I think that women w- truly knowing and understanding and loving the word of god i think that is something that will change the world i really yeah. do and oh, i know yeah. that sounded dramatic and eye-rolly but I, I really do believe that women knowing and loving and being in the word is a life-changing thing and i think that women encouraging one another Mm -hmm. to do that is a life-changing thing yeah for so many years i never felt encouraged in that way i never felt like i would and partially that was you know i I don't want to say my fault but i i didn't surround myself with women that loved the lord i didn't surround myself with women of all ages Mm -hmm. that pushed me to know jesus better Mm -hmm. or that pushed me to study the word in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or that pushed me to, to see different perspective, perspectives and stuff like that. And I think that, um, I don't know, I just think that it's such an important an important thing that the church is missing out on. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Yeah. So. And if we're women of the word, there's going to be a lot, of le- a lot less confusion out there. Mm-hmm. A lot less heresy mm-hmm. out there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's important. It's important yeah. to know your Bible, know who your God is. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I agree. All right. Well, if y'all want to leave us a review, we would really appreciate it. Please Wherever do you it. listen to podcasts, let us know what you think. Only if it's five stars. Yeah. If you're going to be mean, just, just don't. You or, know what I mean? You know, email it to us. Yeah. We'll have our intern, Hannah. Oh, yeah. We have a new intern, we guys. We need to introduce intern. her. Oh, will she come on the podcast? You think, or do you I think don't know, she Hannah? Won't? Will you come on the podcast, Hannah? I'm. We're gonna make her. She has to. She'll so need to introduce herself. We likely by the time this airs, we'll have already introduced her on Instagram, right? Yes, we will. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So this is us like, you know, publicly on the podcast saying we have an intern. We're very official. Shout out to Hannah. She's amazing. Love her so much. So she is the one that's going to be running a lot of our social media stuff and all that kind of stuff. And additionally, the reason why we decided to do the intern situation is because we have a lot of really exciting stuff happening over here at Genuine Love Podcast. Some changes that are coming and some really cool stuff. We're really excited about it. One thing being that we are going to have a new website. Yay. So official. We're going to have a website. We're going to have a website. Yeah, let's say a new one. We've never had one. So a website, just kind of an expansion is happening of of the podcast. So there's going to be some new things, some different things. And we want you guys to be involved in a lot of ways. So we're going to need people, you know, I don't want to say volunteering because that makes it sound like we're going to make you do manual labor. Offering your (laughs) gifts for the website, like we're going to, part of it is that we're going to have a blog. We would love to have some guest writers Mm -hmm. on our blog and stuff like that. So if that's something that interests you, we're going to be putting that out there on our Instagram uh, pretty soon about, you know, if you want to do that, then email us. All right. So, yeah, some exciting things coming. Yes, it's going to be great. And um, very happy about it. Yeah. So we will keep everybody posted on that via Instagram, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're really excited, guys. Thanks for joining us this week. If you have any questions, comments, whatever, please email us at genuinelovepodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a review of five stars, nothing less. And I guess that's it. All right. Well, we'll talk to you all next week. See you next week.